On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There it is. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On ACC, another week where we've got exciting content here. I have my co-host Thursday. We get down with Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse. There's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked On ACC podcast, hosted by me and my fellow guys. You got to follow Locked On ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can find Tyler at Tyler, A-K-I underscore. Make sure that you hit him up for all of your Syracuse news and more importantly of all of his great college football insight. Tyler, I hope you've had a great start to your week and you're ready for week three of college football. Well, it didn't get off to the greatest of starts after, uh, I think I texted you during the the Syracuse Rutgers game. I have thoughts this week (laughs) and thoughts are exactly what I have about the Syracuse team quarterback situation coaching situation. I, I don't want to bore people because this is a bottom tier basement level ACC school, but there's got to be some changes somewhere at Syracuse. No. There needs to be changes this week. Do you think that it's going to start from the top down or do you think if we make that coaching, I mean that quarterback switch, we can probably like alleviate any kind of worries that we have currently. See, this is what I've been telling Tim and all of our listeners on Locked on Syracuse all week. I don't think it matters who's at quarterback. I think this is an offensive line issue to the point where it doesn't really matter who you have at quarterback. And the big thing with bringing in the the backup in Garrett Schrader was that he'd be able to run. He's more of a dual threat guy. But from what I've seen, I think Tommy DeVito's the better runner. So I I don't know. Dino says he's going to make a call. He's hoping to make a call after a game against Albany which I think is stupid. I, I don't think you determine jobs, especially at the most important position in all of sports after an FCS opponent. So we'll see what happens this weekend, but I, I am none too pleased with how the, the football operation is running up in uh, upstate New York right now. Listen, for those of you who are listening, we had Syracuse face Rutgers this past weekend, and it wasn't exactly a strong showing from the Orange Men. They lost 17-7, to and now we've got locked on Syracuse. as Tyler Aki giving us the inside scoop, which we love and adore, but he also gives us inside scoop with these the rest of these teams, right? There's some big heavy hitters. There's some great games heading going into week three that I would love to hear his thoughts on that, too. He might be just as spicy, so here we go. NC State. <laughs> Coming off a loss against Mississippi State, losing their arguably defensive player of the year and Peyton Wilson now have to face Furman, a little lighter load coming into week three. Your thoughts there? Do you think it's going to be an easy lift for them? How did they bounce back from that Mississippi State loss? Well, this is disappointing here because losing someone like Peyton Wilson, that's no fun. And then you also lose another player in Florida State transfer Cyrus Fagan. You lose him for the season, too. That's two defensive players that you were relying on, especially with Wilson, who had the chance to be the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, All-American level talent. You don't just replace those guys. So what you do against a team like Furman is this is sort of this, it's a nice landing spot on the schedule for them Mm -hmm. because they can figure things out, almost treat it like an NFL preseason game and try to find that next guy in line. I think that's how they got to treat this. And there's a couple of teams that I'm looking at this week in the ACC that I think are in similar situations. I think I totally agree. It's certainly a regroup for them. They have to figure out who is going to be their defensive leader because Peyton – 
course, was that. And now it's the opportunity for the next man up to get the kinks out against a team like Furman. You might struggle a bit. It's going to have, of course, state fans worried. But if you can figure it out and dominate, maybe we can get back on track and being the second best team in the Atlantic. Who knows? But then we go and travel to Louisville, who will be facing UCF. I think this is going to be a tough matchup for them. You know, Malik Cunningham coming off a decent game. But, you know, the Cardinals still aren't showing us why we should believe in Coach, you know, Satterfield and what have you. I think I'm still on the fence about what I've seen so far from them. You might have to get into a shootout here. This is going to have to be a big Malik Cunningham game because this UCF offense, second in the country right now in yards per game, they can move the football. If you're not going to go shot for shot with them, it could be a long night for you. And can Malik Cunningham take the lid off the defense? Because I think there's going to be ample opportunity against this UCF team. And this, quite frankly, is a Louisville team that has not shown me anything offensively either. So, it, And there's just some other little nuances as well. This UCF team, really good on third down. 57% conversion right there. So if you're not getting stops and if you can't move the ball offensively, this is going to be a very, very tough night. This is a Friday night game too, um, yeah. which is yep. always fun in the ACC. Absolutely. And then you go to BC and Temple, another easier game. We're starting out with the lighter ones, the lighter load. BC losing their quarterback, Phil Jurkovic, in, in a wrist injury situation. Also having Zay Flowers go down, but he is returning and able to go. This is the Dennis Grossell show now. And, you know, listening to Wednesday's episode, we have AJ Black, who has full confidence in Dennis. He is one of the better backups that we have in this conference. So a lot of hype around they could still pull out eight games. I don't know that I believe that, but hey, I'm willing to have, you know, some sort of faith. I think Temple's also a good, nice, easy, soft, let's welcome Dennis into the show. And I think that they still have the Zion Johnsons of the world and the great offensive lines that can make it a little bit easier for him. Do you feel like Boston College is still a threat in the Atlantic Division? So I saw AJ's tweet as well, where he said, I, I can't remember which little uh, Twitter trophy he, he used, whether it was like whispers, Dennis Grozel's all right, or it's like the guy holding up the sign or the guy like hiding behind the wall. I can't remember which one he used, but <laughs> I I don't think they're, they are going to be all right per se. Mm-hmm. First of all, this team hasn't challenged itself at all in the beginning of this slate. You, you played Colgate out of the gate. Um, you had... UMass last week. Now you have Temple. I mean, you're playing the absolute bottom of the barrel to start. Then you go up in class next week against Mizzou. Then you have Clemson. Then you have NC State. Dennis Grozel may be fine against the the UMasses and and the Temples of the world, but what's he going to do against real competition? That's my biggest fear right now with BC is that is there going to be a false confidence in this player right now because he has beat up on some of the cupcakes and then boom, you're going to get a real taste of power five football and it may not end well for them. Absolutely agree. Then you talk about the week five matchup for Boston college. You mentioned this team Clemson who will face Georgia tech. One of the first conference games that we've seen since Carolina and Virginia tech. I think it'll be a great game. But I clearly give this one to Clemson. I think that they're rolling right now. And then Jeff Collins has a lot of question marks around him. And a lot of people have lost faith, especially in the Atlanta area. But I I was high on him, you know, going into the season. He convinced me I'd run through a brick wall energy. I thought that that was going to be the case. Jeff Sims going down doesn't help your chances. But they're certainly going to struggle against the Tigers. But I think this is one of those how bad do you struggle? Do you stay in the game? Do you make it a game? I think we can see some sort of promise coming out of it. 
Well, the biggest problem for anyone facing Clemson here the rest of the way is that not only are you going to be overmatched, but there is an immense amount of pressure on Clemson to go out and beat all of these teams by 50 now because you have that opening season loss against a college football playoff caliber team. So Clemson's going to want to come in and beat the brakes off of everybody that they face from this week all the way through the ACC championship. And for Georgia Tech, it's not really, okay, is it how are we going to lose? It's more how much are we going to lose by? Because that (laughs) is Clemson's mentality. It's not a I say jump, you say how high. It is I am going to dictate this entire game, right? So Clemson's got to establish themselves on the ground. I haven't seen much that I liked out of the ground game yet. They've got a number of quality backs when you look at Lynn J. Dixon, Kobe Pace, Will Shipley. They can rotate through them, but they have to really get things going offensively. And I don't want to be a Tiger opponent these next handful of weeks, frankly. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think that it's really hard to come after in that sort South Carolina State, you know, dominant game. They, they're already mm-hmm. feeling themselves and they want to keep that momentum going, but they're also playing with that chip. They know that they're going to have to show and prove because the conference is not helping them when it comes to making their case in this college football playoff conversation, right? Nobody has stepped up in a way that you say, well, at least the whole conference got better. We already knew that you were going to have to carry and the, the fact that you couldn't take care of Georgia doesn't help your case. So I, I I'm, I'm in agreement, but, you know, Georgia Tech, maybe maybe something will shake. Maybe Jameer Gibbs will go off. Who knows? But I'm, I'm all yeah. for upsets. I don't think it will happen here, though. <laughs> we we got to go over some coastal teams. But I have to remind you guys, if you're traveling throughout the season, make sure that your car is safe with the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models. It's almost impossible for your local chain and auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend up to 30 50 or even 100 100% more for the same parts. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com. Mm, there it is. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. Talking today with Tyler Aki here from Locked On Syracuse, and we know that it's going to be a fun time once again for the Coastal. All the games that we think that we know how they're going to go, it almost never goes that way. We think teams are going to stay in games, think they're going to dominate, and they never do the sort. But maybe we'll have a little easier ride here. Maybe the Coast will smooth out. Let's start with Miami and Michigan State. Right, that's it's a great game. Michigan State yep. is a quality team. Miami struggled against Appalachian State last weekend. We have a running joke about Chase Bryce. You know, he was able to <laughs> give people a little scare there over there down in Coral Gables. But I think that this is Miami's time to really step up and show. Like, are you guys going to be at the top of the coastal conversation? Derek King, where are we at, Big Dog? Like, I understand we're coming off injury is hard to try and pick yourself up after that Alabama loss is hard when you're struggling against Appalachian State. But can you rally around? Can the Bubba Boltons of the world get back on the field and really dominate here defensively? What are your thoughts around this game and how much it means for the Hurricanes? Well, real quick, before uh, we, we get into Miami Please. stuff here, I do I do want to hit on Chase Bryce, who you brought up there. <laughs> Is he the worst thing that's happened to ACC football in like the past five years? I think oh. about some of the things that he has done because obviously he goes to Clemson. He plays in one big game at Clemson when he yeah. leads a comeback against Syracuse. If Syracuse wins that game, 
somehow. And they had a very good chance of winning that game, even with Chase Bryce in the game. If Syracuse wins that game on the road, all of a sudden they may have been in the college football playoff conversation at the time. If you remember the context of the season, they'd be at least be hanging around. They would have been a top 10 team. You're looking at an ACC then who's got multiple top 10 teams. Then he goes to Duke, tanks the Duke program a little bit, transfers out of Duke. Now he's going to App State and playing things close with Miami. It hasn't been good what he's done to the ACC in general, in my opinion. But that is neither here nor there. Wait, I will say for that Syracuse comment, do you feel like he's a little bad omen to you guys? And if well, or you know, had they you know won that game, Dino Babers would still be a job. Maybe you don't want Dino Babers. Maybe you're kind of glad that they lost. And so maybe you're thinking like, listen, you did well. You did better for us in the long term. Well. I think if they win that game against Clemson, I don't know if Dino Babers is the head coach of Syracuse because, I mean, you're talking about one of the few teams really over the last three, four seasons that has beaten Clemson, not just in the AC, in the entire country. You are one of the few teams that has accomplished that. And to do it twice, I mean, I'd have to look through the record books to see who are the teams, who are the most recent teams to beat Clemson twice. I don't think the the list is very long there. So he may not be at Syracuse and maybe the program's in a better spot than it is now. I don't know. But um, as for for this Miami-Michigan State game, I mean, you brought it up. The Hurricanes really haven't been that impressive this season. And their talent should suggest otherwise because Manny Diaz has brought in top four classes in the ACC pretty much every year he's been there and that's stretching back to when he was a defensive coordinator at Miami as well. I think this is a big game for Manny Diaz. You know, my feelings on him. I'm not the biggest Manny Diaz fan. I think that he is the most overrated coach in the conference right now. Mm -hmm. So he's got to go out and prove something against a power five opponent here because I need to see more out of Miami. They talent wise, what you've got on the roster has been an underachievement every single year. Ooh, that is fiery, but I like it. I understand it. Now, listen, when you get to Virginia Tech, they are playing West Virginia, a team that could give them some chases. It'll be the first matchup where I think it's going to be tough, and I don't know necessarily that they come away with the win. I thought they were going to lose to North Carolina, but then I said to myself, it's Friday night in Lane Stadium. Why would I even consider them losing? Right? All that good stuff. But all the hype that was built around Carolina, I think that coastal teams want to beat them, dominate them even more. But Virginia Tech – Figuring out its legs, they're trying to be that coastal team that they used to dominate, right? They used to just take over And when it comes to the ACC conference. So looking at West Virginia, I'm saying, okay, here's an opportunity for you guys to show and prove that it's not a Middle Tennessee State. It's not a Carolina. Can you actually be the team that, you know, Coach Fuente is kind of arguing that you are? And I look at this Virginia Tech team and, and this game in particular. Whichever team dictates the pace of the game is going to be the one that wins. If it if it's going to end up being a grinded out game, if this is kind of the slow sip on the, the whiskey here, I like Virginia Tech's chances. If you're going shot for shot with, with West Virginia, I don't like their chances because I haven't seen enough out of the, the Hokie offense to say that can be the case where they can go out and win a shootout. Meanwhile, this is a West Virginia team that opening weekend turned the ball over four times against Maryland. So if the defense shows up for Virginia Tech, I like their chances in the game. Overall, I do think the Hokies will win because they've got – I think the defense is going to be what dictates policy in this one. But if this does turn into a West Coast style, throw the ball around the field game, Virginia Tech's not going to be able to keep up. 
Burmeister is not going to be able to keep up. Let's just call it plain. (laughs) (laughs) You can can use his wheels all day long, but BB3 is going to have to figure it out with that arm, and I just don't see it happening. But at the same time, uh, crazier things. Some people have put him in top five of week two, after week two, when they're top five quarterbacks in the conference. And, I mean, I can't argue, right, because he's coming up with wins, but I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. know that he's the reason why they've been in games. And losing your tight end in Mitchell is certainly going to hurt your offense for sure. But, you know, having Trey Turner there is going to be one of those X factors that I think makes the difference. Now, final thoughts here when it comes to Pitt in West, Western Michigan. There it is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are looking really good. Beat the Tennessee Vols, right? I argue that they're the best team in the coast right now, but that literally can change by the hour. So I'm feeling <laughs> it good It might about- be the worst team next week. Who knows? You're, you're laughing, but, you know, we know right, the Coastal. Yeah. Yeah, you look at it. I, I I actually just looked at the preseason poll. Six of the seven teams got first place votes. Six yeah. of the seven. <laughs> what? What are and we doing here? There were top fifteen teams <laughs> yeah. in, in the coastal. So it just yeah. shows the the merry go round nature of the the division. Yeah, Coach Narduzzi definitely wants people to put you know Kenny Pickett in the conversation. They lost six people last season to the NFL, but it seems that Pat is figuring it out when it comes to having a solid defense. Tennessee is not exactly the best opponent to like. It was a little bit bare bare minimum shootout here with Kenny Pickett versus Joe Milton, but I think that this is just another. This is a good gimme game to kind of reset, refocus. But coming up three and zero, we have to start paying a little more attention to Pitt here. Absolutely. And Pitt has always been one of those teams that I feel like gets slept on in the conference every single year just because of what they do defensively every single year. They are perennially very strong in the front four. Now, in this game, I'm looking, is this going to be an SEC hangover game where Mm -hmm. you're coming off a big win against an SEC opponent on the road? Can you regroup? And can you get back to, again, it's lowly Western Michigan on your schedule here. Can you focus up for this game? And I look at a guy like Kenny Pickett, for someone who has started to get some NFL draft buzz now as one of those middling tier, like third, fourth round quarterbacks, these are some of those games that you see on the highlight reel where you go off for 350 yards and four touchdowns. When they're showing your your draft highlight package, you see a lot of these Western Michigan, these Mac type of teams on those highlight reels. So this is a big chance for Kenny Pickett to pick up some big numbers here. And on top of that, uh, with Kenny Pickett, this entire season, every single year, we see quarterbacks come out of the woodwork and work their ways into the top 15 or, or just first round in general as a quarterback. Quarterback is the most coveted position in the NFL draft year after year. And if you're putting up numbers and you're putting together, stringing together a couple of strong performances, that's how you find your way there. But a bad one against Western Michigan, you can drop yourself out. Yeah, I'm telling you here, Kenny Pickett figured it out. He decided beginning of the season to feed his big men. He ensured that his big men got fed with the you know his NIL deal. And I promise you, yep. if Sam Howell just had given his boys some bojangles, we might be having a different conversation <laughs> about the coastal. De'Eric King, he's like the number one leader in NIL. You got to feed the big men. That's going to be the key. You heard it here first. But anywho, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get final thoughts from Tyler. I wanted to see 
who his favorite game of the week is. I'm sure to be Syracuse. I'm actually just joking. But what no, no, I want to remind you guys about Sweat Blog. It is doctor created, doctor recommended. Works for up to seven days per use, and it's dry shirt guaranteed. You can wear what you want. It's your little secret to confidence, and this is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. So you know that if you are out on the scene and you want to make sure that you're smelling nice and good, I strongly encourage you to get Sweat Block. They have not only deodorant, they have uh, antiperspirant wipes, or they have some creams for even for women. They've separated. They got some lady part stuff going on here. So I'm highly recommending you guys try it for wash and go. And again, seven days per use. It sounds too good to too good to be true, but I literally have only had to use Sweatbox once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. If you or someone you love is dealing with some sweat issues, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at CVS or Amazon. Once you finish there, make sure you guys know about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be your number one sports for apps. Source, there it is, for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't take, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers this 2021 season. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Please use promo code Locked On. Wrapping up today's show here with Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. You can find him talking about Syracuse basketball, football, right? All good things in between. You can find him at Tyler, A-K-I underscore. Mostly now, good things. There are some bad things. Good things. <laughs> are people getting easing up on you guys? Have you have you been a little nicer to Dino? That's the biggest question. Um, I would say people are tired of the movie quotes. The, I mean, he, the line that I delivered was, all right, he's going to go out. He's going to quote Gladiator. He's going to quote all these different movies. Steven Spielberg never won a football game. All right. You know who did Vince Lombardi. Why don't you start like quoting Vince Lombardi or Mike Tomlin or, or winning football coaches? How about that? Huh? Period. Nick Saban. Period. We're over it. We want, we want, we want actual wins to come out of this thing and when good wins, like it's one thing to beat, you know, the teams that you should beat, but maybe like beat a team that nobody really expected from you. You know, I, I'm always yeah. down for that, <laughs> but yeah. I, is there, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, this past week against Rutgers was a litmus test game to kind of show you where you are. And I think the another team that had that sort of game a week ago was Virginia. Yeah. To show you where you are against Illinois, you beat the absolute living crap out of them, dominated them start to finish, and it kind of showed you, okay, Virginia might be legit. I'm upset because we had to play the 7.30 game, UNC, and I just, you know, I made peace with what's going to happen, and I, I sleep better knowing that. So I say all that to say, we'll talk tomorrow with our guy, Jersey Drake, about the Carolina versus Virginia game. But, you know, initial thoughts here, I think it's going to be the Cavalier. I think Brendan Armstrong looks really good, and they're going to have to figure it out defensively from the Carolina side. But neither here nor there, I want to hear what your favorite game of the weekend is going to be. Well, everyone is going to get an early preview of that Virginia-Carolina game because that's my game to watch this week. There I'm it is. super excited for this quarterback matchup here. Yeah, Sam Howell, Brennan Armstrong, I I'm thinking shootout here. And mm. this could be a lot of fun. It's right in that perfect window, 730 like you mentioned. So you've got uh, – I'm not sure what the ABC game is this week. Uh, 
like the game of the week for for college football. But that, along with uh, this game on maybe a side television, I think I, I'm just infatuated by the quarterback matchup here. I, I'm really looking forward to what each of these offenses can do. I think defensively is going to be a sloppy game. I think, you know, we're going to have to have guys step up in big ways and have some one-on-one matchups. And unfortunately, I have not seen that from Carolina with teams that can go toe-to-toe with them, right? If you want to beat a Georgia State, fine. We know that. So it's not that, that that no longer impresses me when you guys have told us this is your standard. You guys have shown us this is your new standard. We should not be impressed by these one-off wins. So show me what I should be excited about. Because if we're if I'm seeing open, uh, missed open field tackles, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> if I'm well, seeing, <laughs> go ahead. You want a little stat of confidence here, please. Bronco Mendenhall, eight and twenty-two in road games. Mm. How does that make you feel? This one's at Keenan. Okay. It doesn't make me feel great only because I think there's going to be so much. Carolina does not do well at night. Carolina (laughs) does not do well under pressure. (laughs) Carolina does not do well when the hype has been around Brennan Armstrong more so now than it has been about Sam Howell. I've seen lists where Sam Howell is not even in the top five of some quarterbacks after week two for the ACC when I'm, you know, a little bit. Isn't that maybe a good thing though? Because now you've got Sam Howell, chip chip on the shoulder here, Brennan Armstrong maybe getting a little chesty, BMOC sort of vibes here. Like Everything might be tailored to go Carolina's way. And don't get me wrong, they're the better football team right now, but both of these teams are sort of in show-me mode and for different reasons. UNC's in show-me mode because I need to see a team that once upon a time people thought could be a top-10 team in the country, Sam Howell maybe a Heisman candidate, all that stuff, win the Coastal all that. Meanwhile, on the other side with Virginia, you've rattled off a win against William and Mary. You've rattled off a win against a big 10 team, Illinois, not a great team, but you want to be able to take care of business against a team like that. And they certainly did. They impressed. Now you're in show me mode to say, okay, are you legit? And this is one of those games that tells you, okay, are you legit? And I think that's why when you've got these two quarterbacks, high stakes game, different sorts of energy behind each program right now, I'm super stoked for this one. Maybe Sam Howell's too legit to quit, but if he is not, I'm (laughs) quitting on Carolina. I'm just letting you know right here, right now, on this Thursday episode. It's been weird. If they don't beat the Cavaliers, I will no longer be watching full strength Kenny Carolina. I'm not doing it. Wow. I can't do it. I I am no longer putting myself in that sort of emotional state, right? I I won't. I won't. I'll I'll watch everybody else, but I'll just like glitz, you know, just like what? Say it. You'll you'll wear red on Saturdays. You'll wear red on Saturdays. (laughs) I will wear red on Saturdays. You heard it here. Wow. Wear red on Saturdays. If Carolina does not beat Virginia. All right, hot take. There it is. You know, I I gotta go find some red in my closet. I'm going to go shop on <laughs> Shein right now to see if we can find something, no doubt. Well, Tyler, it's always a pleasure to hear from you, you know, and, and make sure that we get all your content out there. Where can folks find you and follow your work? You can check us out, Locked on Syracuse, every single weekday. And we're on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. You can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. And then you can find myself at Tyler, A-K-I underscore on Twitter. Listen, betting on any of the ACC teams doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Tyler Aki, we hope you guys have a great Thursday and come back tomorrow for Friday as we have Freestyle Friday with Jersey Drake going over the rest of the schools and their respective games in the ACC and our picks of the weekend. You don't want to miss it until next time.